Good morning, good day, or good evening. My name is Eli Rowe, and this is the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. Hello, beautiful people, and happy Maybon. Um, there's a lot to celebrate coming up with the beginning of Libra season and with the equinox. Um, but first, I have to say thank you to everyone who extended kind thoughts and healing energies to Johnny. Um, last week was the first time in the history of this podcast that I didn't do a show. Every week, for more than two years running, I have posted an episode. And it's been important to me to, to make sure that I do that. It's always been kind of a point of pride, you know, and maybe ego. Um, but I mean, yeah, I've recorded while I was sick, while we were out of town, when I had COVID twice. But um, last week, I just was not in the right headspace. Um, I just didn't have the energy to give to it. And the energy that I did have, I had to give to my boy. You know, Johnny is a member of the family. He's my honorary co-host. He's always here when I record, um, laying at my feet, snoring or licking himself or chasing his tail or, you know, whining when he knocks a ball under the table. Um, but he's had some pretty significant health issues that we're still in the midst of, but for now, he's stable. He is gaining some weight back. He's getting back to his old routine. Um, we're feeling good about it. So thank you. And I actually read some of your messages to him out loud. Uh, and, you know, between his outstanding vet and the laying on of hands and the medication and just the well wishes that he received, he seems like he's turned a corner. So thank you for that and for your understanding. Um, and now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, we're picking up where we left off two weeks ago when we spoke about earth magic. We're still talking about elemental magic, but this week we're talking about air. Now, I'm a Libra, which is an air sign, and we're about to be in Libra season beginning this Saturday. So the time is definitely right to explore the element of air, which I know is not as sexy as fire or as mysterious as water. It's not even as exciting as earth magic, you know? I mean, that deals with like health and money matters. So we love that. But air magic is not without its many and varied uses. Air magic is an excellent choice for spell work related to communication in any form, which, you know, is probably the most obvious application, I would think. Um, and again, communication is not exciting or fun, usually. But it's an enormous part of a lot of the work that we do. Um, and we will get into why that is, but even on its own, communication is just important, you know? And I'm not just harping on this because I'm an air sign. That's probably part of it, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, let me tell you, I be talking. I have a podcast for Christ's sake. I I love communication and I can't stand miscommunication. I simply will not abide it. In fact, it's my least favorite um, trope in like books or movies or television. Like if the main conflict in a story could be resolved with 
you know, a 30 minute uncomfortable conversation, just keep it. I'm not interested. You know, just keep that in mind if you've got any book recommendations for me. But I'm always going to talk it out. And I know, you know, maybe that's not always a good thing, but here's the truth. If you and I are ever in the midst of a disagreement, we are going to hash that shit out. There's not going to be silent treatment. There's not going to be storming off or hanging up in the middle of a phone call. There is definitely not going to be any misunderstanding. We're going to talk it out until you are sick of the sound of my voice. And when it's all said and done, we are going to understand each other perfectly. Now we may not agree. We still may not find common ground and we may not even be friends anymore, but it won't because we don't understand each other. If we're not friends anymore, it's going to be because we understand each other perfectly. So all that to say, communication matters and it matters in magic too. So if we're doing a spell that will require us to use our voice, um, either in the spoken or the written word, air magic is where it's at. And for this reason, I love air magic for relationship work. I know that we typically think of fire magic for love and relationships because it's associated with, you know, passion and sex, but we can't underestimate the power of air when we're trying to deepen a romantic relationship. Sex is a big part of that equation. Yes, but communication, understanding, acceptance, you know, harmony, these are even bigger factors in the long-term success of a relationship. And we might only be banging a few times a week. So we got to figure out how to get along the rest of the time. So air magic for strengthening a relationship, for helping to create a bridge of understanding. This is going to be very useful in a relationship and not just sexual relationships or romantic relationships. Every relationship, any interpersonal relationship relies on that kind of understanding, that depth of communication. This is also going to be a big factor in spell work related to um, career or education, you know, schooling. So if you've got an interview, if you've got to make a good impression at a work or a school function, if you're trying to land new clients, if you've got a presentation to give, all of that is air magic. This is going to be really helpful. It's going to support our efforts to express ourselves and to help us be understood by others. And oh, like if you have a court case coming up and you want to make sure that you make your case as clearly and concisely as you can, air magic is going to work doubly well in that instance because air magic is also associated with justice. Um, this is uh, also the ticket for work-related to travel, not work-related travel, but spell work that's related to travel. So if you're trying to plan a trip or you've got designs on moving away from where you live, or you want to open yourself to, you know, working at a new company, um, that's the kind of thing that air magic can really support. Um, and the last thing that I want to include in a discussion about the applications of air magic is knowledge. The element of air is what we call when we're searching for truth. And so this will include divination, um, astral travel, divine truth, you know, visions, enlightenment, 
you know, all these really cool mystical applications that air magic is uniquely attuned to. So maybe it doesn't get all the attention that other elements get, but it's still pretty goddamn cool. And with that said, let's talk about how we can actually perform earth magic. Now, the first and most basic form of air magic that we probably all use, or at least are most familiar with, is going to be smoke cleansing. Anytime that we burn incense or, you know, sage, palo santo, uh, ethically sourced, of course, just any herbs that we burn to cleanse a space, we're performing air magic. This is a really effective form of protective magic. It's cleansing, yes, but it's very, very protective. This is a great way to cast a circle before beginning any kind of a ritual or a spell. And it's a great way to establish a perimeter, so to speak, before beginning any kind of divination. Now, I always use incense to cleanse my tarot decks before each reading. And I use the smoke to also cleanse my space before and after a reading, just to clear any lingering funk, you know, any heaviness, um, any unwanted or uninvited entities that might feel like they want to hang around. Um, you know, because I do open myself up not only to my own deities, my own entities, my own guides, um, but also the client that I'm speaking to. And so when we're doing that kind of work, when we're opening our, opening ourselves up as a channel, we have to um, understand that we're going to be inviting outside energies. And so cleansing is just a really good way to maintain that spiritual hygiene. And I really just wanted to make sure that um, I remembered to mention that. But beyond the simple act of you know smoke cleansing, we can use air magic elements in our spell work to combine those aspects that we want to include in all of our work. So you know, for example, if I'm performing a spell to find a new job, I might think earth magic, obviously, right? Because this is going to be related to money. Yes, it is. But I might want to add air magic elements to make sure that I nail that interview. Or, you know, if um, I'm working a love spell, I might think fire magic. Yes, but I'm going to add air magic elements, herbs, crystals to support my intention that the person that I might meet is going to be a good intellectual match for me. Or, you know, if you're doing a spell to move to a new house or a new apartment, you know, some air magic elements are going to support the traveling aspects of that work. So um, there's just a lot of ways that we can incorporate air magic to all kinds of work that we do. If I'm doing ancestor work, you bet your sweet ass. I'm going to include some ingredients with strong air magic associations in that work because I'm going to want to encourage the communication between worlds. I'm going to want to make sure that the messages come in loud and clear. And I'm going to want to make sure that I receive the wisdom that my ancestors want to impart to me. And I can ensure all of that with air magic herbs and plants crystals, gemstones, etc. So let's go right down the roster and we're going to begin with stones and crystals with air magic correspondences. Now this is not an exhaustive list. This is just going to like the more common ones that 
we're going to be able to find easily, inexpensively, um, and without a lot of muss and fuss. So quartz, sodalite, um, topaz, agate, desert rose, moldavite, which yes, I know it's very trendy right now. Please make sure you've got a reputable source. Um, but also uh, blue tourmaline and um, uh, celestite. Now plants and trees are going to include apple, cedar, um, mistletoe, nutmeg, reed, sandalwood, frankincense, pine, walnut, and star anise. And again, this is not exhaustive. These are just the more common ones. Um, herbs are going to include thyme, yarrow, sage, clover, marjoram, and lavender. And you can include any of these items to any spell that you're already working for just about any purpose, and it will help to impart that air magic aspect. And it's important to remember as we're going through all of these elemental magic episodes, very few of the spells that we work are strictly of one element. Most of the work that we do is going to include aspects of two or more elements, and that's a good thing. You know, we are witches. We celebrate balance. We understand that there can be no light without dark and no winter without summer and no fire without water. So mixing and matching elements in our work is not the sign of sloppy witchcraft. It just demonstrates an understanding that we can draw from a lot of different areas to ensure that our work is as effective as it can be. And then the last bit of info that I want to impart before we close is the recipe for divination oil. And this is the same recipe that I use um, in the oil that I sell in my Etsy shop. And this is the oil that I use before I perform tarot readings. I anoint my third eye and my throat chakra before I begin a reading to help me receive messages and then to communicate them accurately and clearly. And the recipe for this oil is as follows. We begin, as always, with our carrier oil. And you can use any kind of carrier oil that you have access to. You know, olive oil, coconut oil, those are both really great. They get great results. Um, but for this one, I like to use mineral oil. And the reason for this is simply because this is an oil that I actually anoint myself with an awful lot. And I just like a mineral oil on my skin. And I'll I'll even add some vitamin E oil too when I have it on hand. Um, so just a couple of ounces of mineral oil in a small pot over very low heat. And then to this, I will add um, mugwort to encourage visions and enhance the powers of divination, um, sandalwood to activate and awaken awareness, um, patchouli for divine knowledge, um, star anise for clairvoyance, and clove for psychic ability. Now, if you don't have all of these, just leave out the ones you don't have and include what you do have. You're just going to warm this mixture over low heat for like 20 minutes or so, and then turn off the flame and let it cool completely to room temperature. And just strain out the plant material and save the oil in a little bottle or jar and use it on yourself or add it to your spell work however you see fit. Anytime you have a working that you believe could use some zesty 
divination air magic just give it a few drops of your oil um, i also like to put a small piece of amethyst into every bottle with the oil amethyst is such a powerful stone for prophecy and divine knowledge so i just like to keep some right inside the oil gives it a nice kick and yes this is divination oil so you know use it when you're performing divination of any kind but also when you're meditating or attempting um, lucid dreaming or astral travel or ancestor work or even you know if you just are about to have an important discussion with someone it's very helpful to open channels of communication with the universe and with our higher self anytime that we need to make sure that we are expressing ourselves the way that we want to and that we are being heard the way that we hope to be heard and with that I will close this episode out. All this information, everything that we've spoken about today, you can find a written transcript on the website, middleagedwitch.com. And we're going to talk about fire magic next week. So we're definitely going to talk about sex and love and hate and passion and drive and all kinds of fun stuff. So please make sure to join me. Have a lovely Maybon, a beautiful autumn equinox, and a great weekend. My name is Eli Rowe, and this has been the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. May our troubles be less and our blessings be more, and nothing but happiness come through our door. information presented is the author's opinion and does not constitute any health or medical advice. The content of this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any condition or disease. Please seek advice from your healthcare provider for your personal health concerns. Mm-hmm.